Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I am the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall, and this is another awesome show about how you can be the rock god of your own life. Go out there and rock the world, change things up. Maybe just have a little bit of entertainment, but first, there's two things I need to talk about. One is, I need your questions. I need your participation. This is a party game, so please come on and play with me. That is R-G-O-P at charlesmcfall.com is the email. It does work. Hit me up. Twitter is at Rock God of Pod. Facebook is Rock Out of Podcasting. The Rock Out of Podcasting.com has a, co- a connect page at the bottom or a contact. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> Use it there. And of course, it has a speak pipe tab at the side. Also, as in that vein, a couple of weeks ago, we released a show or we did a show called How Did Paramedic, How Did Working as a Paramedic and uh, Working at Lift Affect? I think we titled it How Did the Jobs You Do Affect Your View on Humanity, but it really was about paramedic medicine and lift. And at the end of that show, at the end of the episode, I was like, you know, one of the greatest ways you can help me out is letting me know that what I do matters to you, letting me know how it helped you, what it did for you, those kind of things. So uh, Phil Ramos, who actually asked those questions, he actually uh, fed back, got back to me and said that it it was doing perfect. But here's the thing that really touched me that uh, he said, thanks for reading my question. I love the thing I forwarded on to his mentor at Lyft. I forwarded on to my family and friends. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks. But then he said that he loved the format of Rock Out of Podcasting. It feels like I'm talking directly to you. Uh, especially if you asked the question, I will reference your name many times because I am, I am answering you. I'm answering that question sometimes in a broad general stroke and sometimes in a very specific paintbrush stroke. So I, I thank you, man. I, I, I didn't know it touched people that way. I've, I've heard uh, people really like the format of just having somebody ask a question and then go on with the show. But yeah, that feedback is very important. And thank you, Phil, for, for sending that back. Now, the second thing I want to talk about, you'll see pictures on my Facebook page. It is my profile pic on Rock Out of Podcasting on Facebook as well. But my wife has done a wonderful thing, and it's taken many, many years, over a decade to get it. But I now have doo, 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 my own bobblehead. It looks just like me, man. I love this thing. Uh, actually, it looks a little too much like me. Uh, the picture we sent apparently had where I hadn't shaved in a couple of days, which I know I do kind of often. But I, I, I kind of want my bobblehead clean shaven with just a goatee, man. <laughs> but they did a great job of it. And I want to thank my wife, Erin, for doing that for me. It, it's beautiful. And at the bottom, it actually indeed does say Rock Out of Podcasting on it so uh really really cool love this thing and had to to share so with all that being said it is now time to kick off the show mike what do you have for me well charles man i'm gonna take advantage of uh of this particular privileged position of being the question guy to uh i'm gonna throw a call to action out to our listeners uh we are 
Uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but uh, we're rapidly coming up on our 30th episode of the show. And wow. it's a bit of a landmark. This is episode 29. Next week will be uh, episode 30. And it's time for something to happen. Um, I want to ask the listeners to, uh, it's time for the Rock Auto Podcasting drinking game. <laughs> yes! So That's get awesome. in touch via all the different ways that the Rock God of Podcasting is going to tell you about it, to reach out to them and explain what the Rock God drinking game looks like. And then, by God, fucking start playing it and letting us know. <laughs> all right. Getting to today's question. Um, we're going to reference a, a previous episode. And, uh, Charles, you brought up the uh, concept of given truth. And... Given the state of the world that we're living in right now, um, you know, a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of weird stuff is happening. Uh, just the, the world around us is changing and, and everybody's individual concept of truth is, of course, going to be different. That phrase, the idea of given truth intrigues me a little bit. So tell me a little more about that. So <laughs> I don't know, man, That that's such a new concept for me that... I know I shared it. I kind of breached it there. That phrase, giving truth, I've said, give me some truth. Give me a truth. Those kind of things to my kids. That came out when I was talking with my daughter, uh, Crosby. And, you know, at some point she's going to watch these things or, or fall back on it. But she's 10. For whatever reason now, she, well, for a long time in her life, she has a problem, an issue with lying. And she, she, she has an issue saying, I'm sorry. And the reason I reference she'll watch these in the future or, or listen to them is so this is a marker. This is actually where she is in life. This is not who she is. We've talked about that. Who you are is not what you do, but understanding what you do will change everything uh, or understanding who you are will change everything that you do. Sorry. And then we'll drop that first part. It has not in there and this and that and the other. So let me, re let me bring it back. There's a quote I learned going through counseling when I was first married. It was Christian counselors today. That's actually who taught me the memory thing. And, I, and anytime I think about this, I am going to mention it because it is important for you, for you to be able to move forward in your life, to be able to dig out issues and deal with them. And it is the pattern of, the very quick pattern of, what is your earliest memory? And it usually will come up in your brain affecting whatever's going on in your life right now. So a quick version of it for me was when I was in a fight with my wife and I thought she was stealing my happiness, then uh, when I went through this exercise, my memory was of the first time that happiness was stolen from me. What is your earliest memory? How does it make you feel right now? And you dig through those emotions and, but you're, you're now, you know, so you're digging through the past and you're now, and, and so you're, you have a better perspective on it. And then what does that tell you as an adult today about yourself? Oh, because as I went through this, it makes me feel guarded. It makes me feel like you're stealing from me. It makes me feel less than blah, blah, blah. And that tells me, oh, now I can clear off that filter. And, oh, I see that you're actually trying to protect me and not steal my joy. I apologize. Those are things. So that's what you need to understand. Whenever I reference somebody who they are now, they can change. I can change. Everybody can grow. So when I reference my daughter where she is now, I'm going to talk about some things she does. It's not pretty. And especially as she becomes a teenager and she discovers these things, she's going to be mortified and embarrassed, possibly, possibly not, because they, my kids know I talk about everything. But I grew up a preacher's kid. I know what it's like to have stories told about you. I'm just trying to lay some groundwork for you, baby, if you listen to this, so you understand where I'm coming from. Because she helped me 
understand this concept or, or begin to learn this concept of giving truth. Truth is something we hold. Truth is a, a thing. It, it's metaphysical thing. It's, it's a spiritual thing. But it is a thing. It is something we hold on to, we can give, we can protect, much like who our inner selves are, much like our sex life, those kind of things. And I don't mean the physical activity of sex. There's definitely people who talk about that. I mean, what happens with the connection, why, to me, it's important that you you reserve yourself, so on and so forth. Nothing to do with spirituality. We'll get into that. I've asked you people, ask me about the sex talk. I'm dying to give it. I'm ready to give the sex talk, man. It's going to be a little uncomfortable for people, but I think it's going to break a lot of ground. It'll help adults. It'll help your your marriage. It will definitely help you talk to your kids. And it'll let you not talk to your kids. Just play the show for them and after you listen to it, hopefully. And it, it'll get the concepts across. But ask, ask. I'm ready to do that show. I would love to do that show. So this concept of truth, it came when I was talking to my daughter about she has a huge issue of saying of being wrong, actually, is what it really stems from. She has this issue. She Inside of herself, she feels like she's wrong. Because I know this because I've gone through it. I understand when we protect something, when we fight hard to be something that we're not, but then we are, right? Because you can't not be something. How do you not go, go not turn off the light? Well, you mean leave the light on. Exactly. The positive action is what you do. You actually leave the light on. You can't not turn it off. So how can you be something you're not? That's the thing, right? For some reason, what I see in her is she feels like she is wrong. And I, I don't know why. I don't know the depths of it. I have a hard time getting through to her. To, she's 10 too. So she's at 10 years old. I mean, at, at I'm almost 40. Sometimes I can have difficulty digging out the words of what's going on inside me and explain what I'm thinking. And I've had two decades of self-exploration to figure this out. She's 10, and I've tried to make my best steps forward to say, to explain the whole path of being self-aware. But at 10, you you have a hard concept of explaining that. So she feels that she's wrong. That's the best I can put on it because I see her actions. So what comes out of that is she can never be wrong. She almost never says she's sorry, even when it's obvious that she did something wrong that she could fix. And then she lies a lot. And all we do... We've said it this way for, for a very long time. My wife and I, all we ever do is tell them the truth. You want to know about Santa Claus? We tell you about Santa Claus. You you go, you draw a picture, and it's horrible, and you ask me, is this good? I'm not going to go, oh, baby, that's the greatest. Psh. No, right. Okay. I like that you're doing art, but you're 10. And that's her. My son is 11, and I might bounce back and forth. So if I say you're 11, or I reference him, that's my oldest son, and of course, my daughter, oldest daughter is 10 and her. And I have two more that are little that probably won't play in this conversation very much. But I, I've told my son, he was doing some things. He was drawing some things. I forget what he was doing. Oh, he was making videos. He, and we won't let him post anything to the internet. I keep him fairly secluded from actually putting things out on the internet. He was interested in doing a Flash, uh, the, the TV show Flash, doing a podcast about it. Okay, you've got a tablet, record something. You, and I'm being a producer, right? And I've told him, if you bring me something and you just want to show me, such as the, the original example I gave of a picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. If you want to know what I think, if you want me to critique it, then ask for my opinion. Because I realized as my mother was a preacher's wife, everything for her became about 
Are you praying? Are you doing a daily devotional? Are you going to church? None of that matters in my life, ma. Ma, none of that matters, ma. I'm having a real life difficulty, ma. <laughs> uh, God, I just flashed back to a movie. I cannot remember what the movie was. And I want to say, uh, I'm losing the guy's name. I just pictured the actor's name. But people stopped by his house. Oh, oh, would you like to see for dinner? Ma, they want to see for dinner. Ma, make a mistake. You know, anyway. <laughs> my 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 convoluted point is i understand what it's like to be uberly focused on one thing and while my heart's desire is to prepare them to be independent successful adults at the earliest age possible to prepare them to deal with things in life to train them to put them through some hardships so they they can be so that they can be tough I understand sometimes you just need a hug. Sometimes you just need a, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Sometimes you just need that commiseration, both positive and negative. Oh, oh man, I'm crying with you. Or, oh, yeah, that's funny. I'm laughing with you. You don't always, you never always need somebody critiquing. Here's how it can be better. Sometimes you just need a thumbs up. Good job. And that's what I try to focus on. So I've tried to delineate that, tried to draw that line in my life that says, If you want my opinion, if you want me to help you, you have to express, I would like your help on this. Now, I have explained to my kids, you ask a question, this is what I do, this is why I have so much fun at this show, is you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you a story. My son did that the other day, he asked me, he's like, so dad, are are you into cars? And it's like, well, kind of, not really, I, I can appreciate a nice car, I can appreciate how it looks or sounds, I get why people are gearheads, but eh. Sure. And I said, like, well, why? Why'd you ask that? He, goes, he had seen a thing on YouTube about uh, an older kid, right? So probably somebody out of college uh, buying their father a car and the dad came out and he's crying this and that. And so that started a story. That started a 30 minute story. Like, oh, well, this is a rock out of podcasting kind of question. Let me tell you some stories, son. Uh, and he enjoys that to a point. Going back to the lying and the can't be wrong. So my daughter she has a really hard time saying she was wrong. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I force her. I said, you will say these words. I was wrong. And, I mean, you could point out where she's wrong. You can point out the facts. You can point out everything. And just she'll shut down, just stare at you. She she can't be wrong. And it's a huge fight in her life. She will also lie. And, and when she lies about things, literally, okay, I just picked up my phone on the video. Uh, and, and if you're interested in the video, you're hearing this podcast and you're interested in seeing the video, there's two ways to do that. Little little side note here. One is to wait when the podcast comes out and the video will be released at the same time for free. You can watch it on my YouTube channel. Just find Charles McFall on YouTube. Uh, I will link it on Rock God. I do need to do that. I need to put a link on Rock God of podcasting so you can see it there. I'll put a link on Facebook as well on the about, you know, the bio side of the Rock God of podcasting. So you can see the video. Uh, that goes along with it. So you can see my awesome bobblehead. I love my bobblehead, man. It looks so good. Oh my god, it looks so good. And, uh, I've waited for so long for one of those, and that's a. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell the story of the bobblehead in the after show today. So I just mentioned an after show. The second way you can see the video, and you'll get the, it in its entirety with the after show, is if you're a Patreon, a Patreon.com forward slash Rock Out of Podcasting. You get the live experience, which I see there's two people here live today. Hello. Thank you. There's a little chat room that I kind of incorporate into the podcast, but for the most part, I'm on my stories, right? I'm on my flow of thinking and where I'm going. 
you get to see it live as it's recorded and you also get the after show which is a good 30 to 45 minutes of extra of interacting that's when i open up the skype lines you can talk to me right then and there right after the show uh we can chat in the 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 youtube chat however it works however you want to do it you get extra for being part of patreon so patreon.com forward slash rock out of podcasting so what the example is that you're not seeing if you're listening to podcasts is I'm lifting up my phone right now and I'm putting it down. I could say to my daughter, she let's say she lifted up the phone, showed it to the camera, put it down. Crosby, why'd you do that? I didn't do that. I literally just saw you pick up the phone, show it to the camera, put it down. And she'll just shut down. Crosby, did you do that? Well, and she'll come up with some story that has nothing to do. She'll never, ever, ever say Yes, daddy. I picked up the phone. I put it down. I don't know why. I just did. And I'm trying to, in in different different methods, and by methods, I mean, I, I'm trying to yell at her. Well, I'm not trying. That's my natural instinct is to yell at her, to scream at her because I lied so much in my life. I, I, I put up so many barriers in my life for you to get to me and manipulated and was just did horrible things. Lying being the worst of them, in my opinion. My mother, if she caught me in a lie, it was the biggest spanking you'd ever get. It didn't help change me. It just made me a better liar. So I don't really spank my kids for it. I've tried doing the soap on the tongue thing like some parents have done for swearing. That didn't work. I've also tried, and, and all these are ongoing. Now, the soap thing I'm never going to do again. It didn't work. It, it Whatever. I had soap on my tongue when I was a kid. It's not going to kill them. It, it, it's bitter. It's nasty. But, yeah, didn't stop me from swearing. You're listening to the show right now, and I say some some words. I, I was like, yeah, that didn't work. I'm never going to spank her because I understand physical discipline with lying. In my case, and I believe my kids are a lot like me, especially Crosby. Physical discipline in this case is not, and I did say that specifically, not going to make you better. It is going to make you a better liar. You're going to become better at it. You are going to learn how to develop that skill more I would rather you develop the skill of giving me truth. And I'm getting to where I developed that saying. So as part, I I imagine there are parents listening. Even if you're not a parent, this can affect other relationships. This can affect yourself on how you want to do it. So in this combat line, I've also sat and explained to my daughter, had a heart to heart multiple times with her of knowing she's listening, knowing I'm getting through to her going, lying puts up barriers, explaining just like I do here on the show, no holds barred. I will share the shittiest part of my lives, the worst decisions I've ever made, what it did to me as far as I can understand it, sharing the truth I learned out of it, and guiding to what I wanted, showing you how I got what I wanted, how I always give truth now. And my wife and I have always said we've told the truth. We only tell you tell you truth. We never lie to you. That's why I gave the example of the drawing and how, no, we're not going to go, oh, you put a big X in the paper and you say it's your name. No, that's not your name. Your name is, is you know, spell your name, right? We guide. We learn. We never allow our children to believe lies. We share truth. We give truth. And, and as I'm, as I'm telling these stories, it's really starting to form and it's really starting to give me the real idea of what giving truth means, but to finish up how I I'm trying to help Crosby, she still has an issue. I've had the heart to hearts. I've, I've told her what it's done. It set up barriers. You're going to feel alone. You're going to be miserable. And I've told her, I want a relationship with you, Crosby. I work hard to be able to connect with you where you are. 
I want that now. I want it in the future. I imagine this last year and I started doing something about it. I imagine my kids being gone college after college, mostly college age is the vision I had. And I wanted them, all of them to come back and have that special moment with dad, right? Have that special. This is, this is, Hey, I've only got a couple hours today, but this is the one thing I want to do. And I don't know what it will be with each kid, but with her, with Crosby, I knew instantly what it was going to be. It's going to be, let's go grab a cup of coffee and talk for an hour. And so I did that last year, done it twice now. Just, hey, Crosby, come on, let's go get some coffee. Just me and you. This is our date day. And we'll go to the Starbucks, and she loves it. And she'll order a hot chocolate or a coffee or whatever, and I'll get my coffee, and we'll sit down. And, yeah, I said my 10-year-old drinks coffee. She always has. Ever since she could sip out of my cup, she's taking my coffee. I let it happen. It's fine. And we, I developed that. I, I we said, I said, hey, what, what's on your mind? What's going on in your life? And and of course, she's at the time she was nine, the first time, and and ten the second time. So it's like not a whole lot of things to discuss, not a whole lot of deep issues to talk about, right? So I start asking leading questions, and, and we start a conversation. I've started that. So in this conversation about lying with her, one of the things I've done is said, I want a relationship with you. And here's what lying does. It blocks it off. It, it isolates you. It makes you lonely to where no one will ever connect with you. Even if you're in a house full of people, you'll be alone. And I've tried to share that truth, give her that truth, that understanding. So those are different things that I've tried. Now, the other thing that came out in one of these talks is I want you to give me truth. And I didn't even know what I was saying when I said it. I didn't say tell the truth. So I want, to, want you to give me a truth. And then it started clicking. And this is the first time it happened. And I was like, okay, just tell me something true about your life right now. I want you to give me a truth. Because I realized in that second, in that moment, if I can build a habit in her, Get her to build the habit. Lead her through building the habit of giving truth. It becomes more normal. It becomes the good feeling. Because if we live in that dark feeling long enough, if we feel like, I can't be wrong, I'll never be wrong, and I, I, will, I, I have to be right all the time, you'll find ways to make yourself right. You'll find ways to justify. And that negative feeling of knowing you're wrong, but justifying how you have to be right, or saying, well, this person's more wrong. You know, all those negative things that go along with being wrong and lying becomes your normal, becomes your good feeling after a while. It seems like some days my daughter, Crosby, doesn't feel loved if I'm not yelling at her. And my wife said, well, stop yelling at her. That's a lot easier said than done. It really is. She knows how to hit my buttons. My daughter does. I think everybody in this house knows how to hit everybody else's buttons. My wife and I have matured and to most part developed that let's avoid hitting the buttons. Let's or say sorry immediately when we do it intentionally, that kind of thing, especially unintentionally. And, and for those of you who haven't heard the show before, uh, the other thing that a lot of other listeners know about me and how I raise my kids is my wife and I will fight in front of the children. And they'll see everything. It's a small house. It's a small world. You're going to know something's wrong. So they see us, they hear us. We don't hide the fight. We also don't hide making up. We have the makeup sex right there on the floor in front of them. <laughs> All right. So that, that part was just extreme and a joke. But no, seriously, though, we will make sure we've done this for years. We will make sure 
That was so wrong. <laughs> My wife is going to be so bad when she hears that line. <laughs> but, <laughs> but seriously, though, we will apologize to each other in front of the children. We will actually address the kids. We're not pretending they're not there. We're saying, hey, okay, you saw us fight. We want you to see what happens after the fight. And we will talk it out in front of them. Say, I was wrong about this. I'm sorry. Talk about the realities of the world. We're trying to show them what most people never see. What I never saw was the, the now every time I say makeup, I think about makeup sex. <laughs> I've broken myself on that right this second. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan in the chat room says, can you write me into the will real quick before she hears this? <laughs> so, um. So we've, we've taught our kids, we, we try to show our lives to the kids, the bad and the good. Here's what happens when bad things happen. Here's the honesty. Here's the truth we are giving to you. Now, here's the thing. When you give something to somebody, it's up to them to take it. And once they take it, it's up to them with how they use it. Now, I've asked my daughter, going back to when I first developed this idea, and this is just a month or two ago. I mean, it's very recent where I developed this concept in my mind. And somebody else may have come up with it. I'm not... I don't care about the credit. I don't care about some world revolutionary new book or anything that might come out of this. And, and if it's just me, I might write this book. I don't know. I know Nolan has always wanted me to write a book, another book. Because there's one I co-wrote called uh, Success Freaks Guide to Hunting. I forget what the name of it is. But it's on Amazon. You can find it. It's been a while since I promoted it. Sorry. Anyway, giving truth. So I asked her, I said, I want you to give me a truth right now. And I will sit there and just just look at her and just wait. And it can be something simple as my name is Crosby. It can be something as simple as I'm a girl. Uh, she came up with, I mean, she was struggling because she's trying to shift gears because now I'm not yelling at her. I'm not focusing on the lying. I'm not pushing that button that says, you're wrong. Say you're wrong. You're a liar. You know, I'm not giving her that anger. I'm totally over here on left field going, give me a truth. That's all I want. Just give me a truth, any truth. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait on you. And you can see the struggle because she wants to be shut down, right? Because that's where she felt right, she felt safe. I, I, I don't know what she's feeling exactly. And you see the struggle of, wait, this is what? This is weird. Okay, you want, and then she came up with, uh, I, I like to brush my hair. Okay, that's a truth. Give me another truth. So when these things start happening, the, these things being the lying situations, the I'm wrong situation, I will try to ask her for a truth. Now, it just dawned on me that I should randomly during a day, any given day, maybe every given day, say, hey, Cross, give me a truth right now. Give me something true and get her into that habit, right? Because if you can get, it's almost that sales technique. Now, this is the part of the show where I'm going to work out what I understand about giving truth. So you've heard that. Those are the stories I have. That's as far as I've gotten with it. Now I'm going to talk through it to figure out what this can mean to me, what I really start diving into, what what by instinct and by nature I did, what can I do consciously and what does it mean? It's almost like that salesman technique, right? You want to ask questions that get somebody saying yes, get on that mindset of yes, yes, and then you give them the sales pitch. And even through the sales pitch, you keep that up. Man, wouldn't it be awesome to have a, a car that runs? Yeah, of course it would. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a car that has great air conditioning? Well, yeah, it's the South. That'd be awesome. You know, you get people in that mindset. So when I start asking for giving truth, I'm going to stop here 
of why I'm asking that. And let me dive into what that can mean. There are definitely things in life that are things that we can't see. That's why I call it metaphysical, spiritual, quantum physics. We are unable to see on a quantum level, but it's there. We've proven it's there. We see the effects of things. Simple-minded people like to use the wind. Fine. I, I, I Maybe it's because of how I was raised. Maybe it was because of how many times it's been used in the church in my life. But it, it just hearing about wind just makes me think about farting now because that's the only way I can get amusement <laughs> out of it because it's just been so overplayed. But the wind, you don't see the wind. You only see the effects of the wind. The sex talk I want to give talks about who we are and how, how to value that how to protect that, the giving truth. We hold, some people, and I believe my daughter's doing this, we hold truth here, this little bit of truth, you know, tight in our hands. We, we hold it close to ourselves, and it's ours. And this is, and maybe it's not even true. It's just how we perceive the truth. Maybe it's I perceive that I'm fat and ugly. Maybe it's I perceive I'm not good enough. Maybe it's I perceive that no matter what I do, my parents will never be happy with me. And I'm using perception on all these things. And we don't even look at what the truth is. We just hold it. We keep it. We hide it. Because it's a thing. Truth is such a metaphysical thing. It's the key that unlocks everything. Or it's the 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 true sword, the war hammer that destroys everything. It's it's the flow of life. It's it is a thing. Why is it a thing? Why do I believe it's a thing? Because lies tear down so easily. Betrayal brings up this gut instinct of fire and hatred. I, I'm playing through I'm playing through Tale Tales Batman. It's Batman a Tale Tale Adventure, I think is the official name. And you have to make choices and you have to do things. But this one character gets just sober focused on somebody betraying them. When actually it didn't even happen that way at all. And it, it's just a great concept, a great visual concept of how we perceive truth. Truth is so powerful. The Bible says the truth will set you free. Most people don't want freedom, to be honest. Uh, we we hear stories uh, uh, of apartheid. Uh, we just had Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that's why that name is stuck in my head. But I'm thinking of South Africa. I got a name. I'm trying not to burp right now on camera. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Because there, there's also stories in the Bible. Uh, some people believe the Bible is fiction. I believe the Bible is allegorical in most of the sense and not a historical fact book because our history is written by the victors. Our history is written by who's writing it at the time. So if you find a history book from, say, 1930, find one from 1960, find one from 1990, you know, 30-year gaps, and find one today, which is not a 30-year gap from 1990, right? Yeah, not yet a 30-year gap from 1990. They're different. Research, you know, find one topic in the history book, and each of those books will teach it differently. Every last one of them. Because history changes. Because as human beings, we don't believe in facts. We don't believe in cold hard truth. We believe in perception because it's what we live in. We also believe it should be certain ways. We believe there are definitely people who have erased history books. When you hear about the Council of Nicaea, go back to the Bible. Jesus Christ, people, do your research. We hear about the Council of Nicaea, and there were hundreds of scrolls in the books of the Bible. Basically, what became books of the Bible. There are hundreds, and somehow only a handful made it into the Bible. And that 
We're supposed to believe a council of political people, which Santa Claus was there. I learned that recently. St. Nicholas, the, 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 Santa, the person that Santa Claus was built off of, was actually at the Council of Nicaea, from what I understand. Or I might be mixing that up a little bit, but basically Santa Claus helped write your Bible, people. But you, I'm supposed to believe, I, I, I can maybe, I can maybe buy into the truth, the possibility of the truth, that a person was spoken to by God and they wrote this and it's divine, whatever. However, you want to put two people, you want to put 10, you want to put 50. I think the council had hundreds of people on it. And this many people were spoken to by God to pick out these books and that's it. <sighs> Old white men, dudes, come on. And, and, and then you get the King James version. <sighs> My point is there's a story we know to be true because it's happened in our lifetime. Nelson Mandela went to prison, but in prison, he was free. In prison, he still was able to do what he was able to do. Why? Because he held a truth that was greater than the perception of the people around him. The perception of the people around him were the political power put him in jail. We have him taken care of. Nope. He still was able to get messages out of the jail. He was still able to inspire people. He was still able to communicate when he wanted to. The perception of the guards were we have him and we can, I, I honestly haven't read his book. I don't know if he was physically beaten. I don't know his experience, his physical real life experience in jail. I know parts of, I know the communication parts. I know the truth parts of how it would expand it. So the perception of the jailers, the perception of the people was, oh, we have him under, we have him. He is ours. Nope. Because his truth was bigger. And even the government before Nelson Mandela was released, years before he was released, the government, the sitting government came to him in jail and said, basically, paraphrasing, holy crap, we can't stop you, but if you will just say this, if you'll just denounce what you've done or what you've said in the past, say that we're right, we'll let you out of jail. You know what Nelson Mandela did? Nope, I'm good. I'll stay right here. Now, maybe they did more to him. Maybe they physically beat him. Maybe they threatened to kill his family. I don't know. But I know the ultimate truth was Nelson Mandela knew who he was. He knew what truth he held. And he was more powerful than an entire government. And we saw that play out, right? He was released. He then became the president of South Africa. He then moved to change a whole lot of stuff and became one of the most revered men in the world, by the world. So if you can hold, I keep doing like this Dragon Ball Z thing. <laughs> if you can hold with my hands, if you can hold truth, isn't it a thing? If you can hold it, you can give it. You can take it. Because somebody might be spinning a, a, a yarn of lies, man. Somebody might be trying to tell you what they think their truth or what they want you to believe the truth is. But you can, you can, you can always get through the BS. You can always cut through the crap. If you're looking for truth, you will find it. These are things I've developed now that I realize I've developed in my life. I started, I always wanted truth about myself, about the world. And I started very early on, especially in religious circles. I started very early on seeing that uh, truth is malleable to some people and that truth is distorted. And I started developing this radar sense of what that means. And I go, mm, no, that doesn't feel quite right. No, that doesn't feel true. Those kind of things in my head. I could start developing that going, okay, 
this is coming from what seems to be a reliable source, and they're saying this, 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 and this, and that makes sense in my head, but it doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Something's untrue here. And that's what we all need to develop, especially in these days of social media where literally people put up stuff all the time. I have seen more websites that are news, quotey fingers, websites pop up in the last year that I never heard of before. That all of a sudden are, are people are sharing this link and that link and this. And yes, there is an epidemic of fake news. That's because people are avoiding truth. Truth is difficult. Truth will tell you you are wrong. So you have to become okay with that. Become okay with the mistakes you make. Because that's the only way to change them, right? Somehow, maybe, maybe we were always intended to be beings of truth. Because truth is. It's the one true fact of the world, right? Truth is. And somehow we've developed as a people, as a society, Maybe this was the if you if you believe in the Garden of Eden and the the kid being kicked out of the garden and the curse of the earth and I've heard so many things of what the curse was. Oh, time is winding down. Everything's deteriorating since that point. Uh, I've heard uh, other things. I, I don't remember everything I've heard because I've I've blocked out a lot of it because it's crap. It's stupid. It's fake. A little side note for science people out there: I hate dinosaur facts. I hate them. Because I can see to a point where you might can figure out some things. And if you can show me, oh, yeah, we found like these cave drawings that match this thing. And this is why we believe this. You, you know, There are definitely things in science that can be proven about dinosaurs. Sure. They got really cool bones. Sure. Unless you find an intact skeleton to me. And they've done this. They've done scientists being the they. They've done this. Oh, this is what, I'm just making it up, T-Rex, okay? I There was a dinosaur, I don't remember which one it was. This is the T-Rex, this is the bones, this is da-da-da. Well, then a decade passes, and then they find an actual T-Rex skeleton intact. And, oh, look. Oh, well, we had to change this. We had two two bones extra in this that we didn't realize were extra. That's my problem with dinosaur facts is, well, they did this. They did it. Science is about observation, you never see the color of their skin. You never see how they flock together or don't flock together. They're lone wolf, T-Rex, whatever. You, In general, we believe so much shit about dinosaurs that can't be proven. It just bugs me. It bugs me because that is one of the areas in life that people just accept. I'm not ever going to argue the million years. Where's the argument? How do I know how long the earth has been around? Well, there's carbon. Is you came up with that, and I'm not saying it's true or not true. I'm saying, what does it matter to me? How does it affect my life today, how old the earth is? So I let it go. I don't care. I don't care. But I've been playing through Jurassic Park on the Lego Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, rather, game with my wife and kids. And there's always these dinosaur facts. I'm like, oh, it just bugs me. You're taking me out of the movie now. I'm enjoying playing through the movie. I'm enjoying playing my Lego game. I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. It's fun. I can be the dinosaurs. It's kind of fun. The movies are movies. They're just that. They're just fun. And yet you try to keep squeezing in these facts. I'm like, stop it. Because everything in me goes, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you can't prove it. Stop. So that's part of truth, right? How can we never just go, what I said, does it matter if the world's millions why are creationists arguing with scientists going well the world's only two who cares what what does that change 
And that's what you need to ask when you start wanting to give truth or get truth. What does it change? What does it matter? When George Bush was in office, George Bush Jr., gas in my area, fuel for the car in my area, got to over $4 a gallon. Now, is that 100% attributable to a president? No, there's a thousand, thousand factors that go into that. Could he have done something about it? Maybe. I've talked about this in the past, about how I believe a man who made millions on oil became president and the law of attraction became oil prices went up because of these actions led to that action led to that action led to more money for them. My point is the truth I realized then, this is why I bring it up. I realized it then because shortly after that, uh, pre uh, President Obama was running. That's when I decided not to vote anymore. It's because the truth is the president doesn't directly affect me on the day to day. The truth is there was so much more ugliness and so much more lying and manipulation and bullshit in that world. I want, I want more truth. I want to step over here. I, and it's an experiment. I'm going to step over here. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to follow this election cycle. This is when uh, President Obama was running the first time. He was Mr. Obama then. He was running the first time. And... I watched it and went, okay, with what I see, with what's being presented to me in all outlets, and it was much cleaner than anything nowadays as far as being presented, I would have voted for President Obama. But I didn't vote, and he won anyway. And I watched for those four years. Did it change my life? Did it? Nope. Not in a direct fashion. Yes, there are influences. Yes, we are all in each other's circle. I mean, there, there's a book I'm going to stop trying to reference right now because I can't remember the title or the author. So <laughs> uh, I know the sequel is Return to Zero, I think, but it's zero, zero point zero something. Joe, I know his name's a, he's a famous uh, motivational speaker. And I'm sure Nolan will probably look it up and, and find it and put it in the chat for him. Ah, and he says, he says, you're making sense. Stop it. The masses can't handle the truth. Masses don't want truth. They want to lead. They're mass holes. <laughs> I love that saying for me. Uh, uh, no, he's right, though. For whatever reason, people want to be comfortable. They want somebody else to take care of their lives. And we, it seems like at some point in history, we're, we were a society of take care of it yourself. It seems to me that that's all Jesus ever preached was take care of yourself. What about taxes? Oh, oh, oh. render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Take care of your shit, yo. That's a direct quote from Jesus in the red letters. Take care of your shit, yo. <laughs> do what you got to do to be where you are. But uh, be, and that's all he said. Then he went, then, I, because I've blocked a lot of this stuff out, because I literally grew up in the church, and it was used as a bludgeon to try to beat me into conformity, not necessarily by my parents, a little bit, but by the world we were in. It was all about conformity to the Bible, you know, and I, I just blocked a lot of the quotes out, but I know there are more quotes about Jesus saying you're responsible for, responsible for yourself than there are about him going, well, you should, this is, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. And then, then Paul, the disciples started saying the church should provide because it was a big heart. If there's a widow and women weren't allowed to work or own land, blah, 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 blah. If there's a widow Take care of her because she's unable, unallowed to take care of herself. That's where that stuff came from. Now it's the government. Where does the, when does the church take care of a widow? Well, there's Medicare, there's welfare, there's you know government programs. 
Why? The government should manage. We as the people who are supposed to make up the church should take care of the other people. So giving truth. I'm laying it down, man. <laughs> this is my truth I'm throwing down today. So this concept of it becoming a thing. You know, I, I thought it was ethereal at first. Uh, I, as I started searching, I just want truth, more truth. I embrace truth, even if it shows me how ugly I am. And I was ugly, man. I, I had so much stuff I was trying to hide from in my life that truth helped clean up. Because truth is truth. It has no emotions to it. It's a thing. So the truth is, I'm sitting here talking to you. How you perceive it, how it makes you feel is something inside of you. How I feel doing it is something inside of me. The truth doesn't change. It doesn't make us do anything. It just is. Stack of money sitting on the table, free to a good home. You take it, you don't take it. That's your choice. The truth is it's sitting there and it's free to use. How you use it, how you don't use it. You know, choices are what we make. Truth is. So as I'm working with my daughter on the whole lying thing and, and talking to her, I, I came up with that phrase. I said, give me a truth. And I mentioned it in passing, and, and Mike loves that idea, and that's why he wanted to ask about it. And I'm glad he did. It's really helping me get into other things. Because right now, how do I, how do I have friends on both sides of political arguments? Because the truth is, to me, the truth I hold, and I'm freely giving to anybody who wants to take it and use it, however, in their life, is it matters none. You like Republicans, you like Democrats, it matters none. Let's talk about what's going on in your personal life right now. How can I help you today? How can you help me? Why? Let's just hang out. Let's have fun for a minute. The truth is, the world is what we make of it. Here's the truth I'm giving. On that concept, it's working very, very slowly with my daughter. She's more wanting to hold on to the something is wrong inside of her truth that she perceives instead of the truth I give to her, which is you're beautiful, you're loved, you're smart. Now I see it come out. I see that truth come out. She has taken some of that, held on to it. And sometimes I see that side come out, that part of the truth come out in her where she's kicking ass in school. She's already jumping a grade in math because we knew she could and we knew we encouraged her and we gave her the ability and she's just eating it up. And I'm trying to find when you start on that concept of giving and taking and receiving truth, there's no taking truth. There's finding, there's discovering, there's receiving, there's accepting, embracing. There's no taking. You can't take truth from somebody because it's like air. Air is, air is in the world. You breathe it. How do I take care from you? I, I can't. I can stop you from breathing. I can put you maybe in a room that gets locked and can pull oxygen out of it. I can't take air from you. I can't take truth. Truth is all around. It is. It is what it is. Uh, you want to go to the Bible? I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe one day we can explore that. But Jesus said, follow me. I said something not that long ago that just really, really clicked with me. I think it was in a description of the show. I think it was in the description of Rageaholic show. I was doing the notes for it, and I was thinking, I, I don't necessarily go back and listen when I'm doing the notes. I get enough of the show to go, okay, we talked about this topic. Then I stop the show, and I want to think, what do I feel that I remembered out of that show? Because that's what I want to put on it. Because the feeling is what motivates people. The feeling is what moves people. And I started typing. And I started typing what I, a new thought of what I talked about. 
and how I was filled with rage and this and that. And I got down to the sentence at the end of the sentence said, and how I became the happiness that I am. Because the phrase that was true that started that whole storyline was my wife said, you're an angry person. That's who you are. I mean, it's not the word she used, but that who you are, right? An angry person. And I was, I was filled with rage. I was, I was an angry person. I carried a lot of anger. But I am the happiness now. Yeah, I get mad. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you can still say I'm angry all the time. I love that line in the Hulk. I know I mentioned it on that show. I, I just it is. The Hulk is 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 a very good analogy for me with how that works. I mean, some of the stupid stuff he's done, but the smartness, the that's why I love Planet Hulk is amazing because it showed anger wasn't all it was. He was the Hulk. Anger was just the darkness in his life and when he found happiness when he found difference he, he he saw a different world and so i wrote i am the happiness or the happiness that i am i think that's part of understanding the way the truth in the life is is what do you want to be who do you want to be who are you and while we see different facets of everything that we do receiving embracing accepting truth searching desiring it let you stop pilot. And then when I get it, it's fish and loaves, people fish and loaves. Now, a lot of these Bible references you might not get if you didn't grow up in the Baptist church. I don't know how other religions teach it, but I think these are fairly common parables and parables are just stories of examples. Uh, but Jesus was on the, I actually stood on this Mount, uh, this mountain. When I was in Israel, I was in the location where according to the Bible, he fed the multitude, Right. And we only have seven fishes and two loaves. And they just kept breaking bread and they kept multiplying. That's truth. That's how truth works. Is I could take my truth, give it to you. You can receive it. I still have the same amount of truth or more. It maybe even multiplied because I shared it with you. There's so much to go around, so much there. So if we can give a truth in our lives, if we feel better about ourselves, that's where some affirmations come from. I am good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> we say these things, but if it's not if it's not a truth you embrace, if it if that has no truth behind it that you can hold on to, it's just words. That's why I personally hated affirmations. That's why I personally avoid even teaching affirmations. Because I know for some people they work, but I know now, as I'm saying this right now, I understand the concept is, if you understand a different truth, if you believe a different truth, it doesn't matter the words that come out of your mouth. There's truly no fake it till you make it. It's impossible. You have to have some truth in there. When I stood up for the first time ever, and this was a decade ago, and said, I'm the rock out of podcasting. The reason it stuck, the reason it empowered me, because my mind said, no, you're a nobody that nobody listens to. Nobody gives a shit about what you have to say. You're never going to make it. But part of my heart believed the truth that I'm destined for greatness. Part of my heart truly knew that this resonated. This was the right path for me. And part of me understood I am the rock out of podcasting. Was I fully that then? No. It was more of a persona. It was, it was an attitude. It was a, you know what? Let me switch this gear from I'm poor pitiful me on my show to fuck the world. This is, and it went too far at points. But there was truth there otherwise it would never would have worked that's where if you do believe in affirmations you have to believe the truth in the affirmation or it won't matter it has no effect on what you do so 
I'm going to bring this down here as we've been exploring this. Let me bring it down to a bite-sized chunk. You have to give truth to get truth. You have to search for it to find it. You have to embrace it to accept it in your life. And you have to know you don't know what it looks like. You have to blind box it for geeks out there. You have to get a blind box. You go, what's going to be in here? You have to get a present. Presents are wrapped. You don't know what's going to be in it. Because when we picture what truth is, that's all we'll see. There's so many people that hate that Donald Trump is the president of the United States. And their truth that they see is this evil, horrible end of the world. There's plenty of people who believe that he's the greatest thing that's happened, that he's going to change things for the better. The real truth, and that's that's where the saying comes from. There's three sides to every story. There's your side, there's my side, and there's the truth. Indicating that truth is somewhere in the middle. Maybe not. Maybe the truth is out there. Ha! Ah, X-Files, bitch. <laughs> Maybe the truth is out there and not in between us. That's my point is if you seek truth, sometimes you won't even see the bullshit that's going on that the world's like, oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's been so many bullshit things that have happened in my life or in, in society or rather around me that because I was way over here searching and embracing truth and living in truth. I didn't even see the bullshit that went on that the world exploded for on a day. And oh my God. Oh wait, no, that's, it came out. Oh, that really didn't happen that way. Oh, it, it's, oh. And then somebody goes, well, don't you know about such? No, I don't know anything about that. Oh, really? Is this a big deal? Okay. But you're saying it's not true now. Well, yeah. Well then no, I'm over here in truth. That's where I live. That's where I seek to live more of. And I seek to give more truth as I understand it. And that's the key. I think it's something you can always search more of. I think you can always get a deeper understanding of. I think there is truth and there's love and they, they're very similar and they work very well together. They're twins. Truth and love are twins. My mom used to always say, because uh, I used to use truth as a hammer. I did. I mean, I, I could break you down like a shotgun in an instant. And I might not even have to know you to do that. And I used to use it as a hammer and, and when I was a teenager. So you're talking about two decades ago. And... She, my, I remember my mom trying to help. This was a very, very, really trying to, to help guide me moment. And she goes, I don't know where this is actually said, but she said, Jesus said, tell the truth in love. I think that's just a religious concept. Uh, well, we're taught to tell the truth in love. There's a very much a distortion of love in the church. There's a very much a distortion of truth in the church. But what she was trying to say to me is, is all you're doing is killing people and hurting people. And you need to stop. But she knew she couldn't get me to stop. So she, she was trying to get me on the path that I am now. She was trying her damnedest to get me on this path. And I appreciate that. Because truth and love are twins. They're not the same. They are twins, though. And they, they, they are simpatico. They work so well together. But you can't have one without the other. You can have love without understanding the truth of your situation. Battered women. Battered women, I believe, to at least to a point, truly love their husbands. And you, on the outside, you're going, he doesn't love you. Well, that's not necessarily true. He can love her, but he can also have a truth that says, I'm horrible, therefore you have to be horrible, therefore I'm going to beat you into submission to make me feel better. That's different than love. He can still love her. He can still feel shitty about what he did. And none of this, by the way, is an absolution of 
spousal abuse at all. I'm talking about the reality, the possible reality that's there. Truth and love are not the same. The truth is he's a dickhead who beats the shit out of his wife because he has something wrong in him. That's true. But he can also love her. She can love him. And her truth can be he doesn't mean it. He lo- Her truth can be holding on he loves me. Yes, but he also beats the fuck out of you and one day he's going to kill you. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't love you. Maybe he wants property. There's so many factors in it. What I'm saying is seek out love and seek out truth, and what you will find is how you become the happiness. And what you will find is the things that you thought mattered will fall away, and even in the darkest of times, you'll smile. The other day, I had a great day because I went to the mechanic and found out I need to spend $900 to fix my car. How is that a great day? <laughs> The great day was the noise that my car is making is not the engine. It's the air conditioner. And it's going to cost almost $900 to replace the air compressor and all that stuff. And it's a hybrid, uh, which means it's uh, uh, got a lot of other special parts that most just combustion engines don't have. So it has to be taken apart to get to it. But it's not the engine. I can turn the AC off and my car runs perfectly. My car was running perfectly before as far as running, as far as operating and moving. And I knew there was a horrible sound. I had no idea what it is. So the great day is, oh, thank you for giving me that truth, for looking at something I have zero knowledge of and saying, oh, here's the truth. The truth is, yeah, it's going to cost you money to fix this, but everything else is fine. That's a great day, man. Sunday, Bishop Swilly, uh, Jim Swilly at Metron was talking about uh, this kind of concept. Of, of joy and how the church says, some churches say count all things as blessings and nobody's like, oh, I got cancer, praise Jesus. I, my mama died, praise Jesus. And he was talking about that, but at the same time, I, I, I got that idea and I got what he was talking about, but I, I got the concept. When I went to the mechanic and went, holy crap, that's awesome. It's it's because engines cost so much money. I've had a lot of problem with engines in the past. So I understand the trials and tribulations that come. Now, had it been the engine, what would have happened? We would have dealt with it. We would have moved forward. But it was a great day because it was something easier to deal with and fix. That's my truth in that situation. And can truth be different? I say perceptions of truth can be different. Anyway, enough of that. I hope that you got enough on, on giving truth, that you understand the concept. Try it. Try it. If it sounds weird, if it sounds try giving truth. That helps in fights. That helps in arguments. That helps in happiness. Is I tell my wife she's beautiful every day because I, I I won't get off on that tangent, but she is she is the most beautiful woman in the world to me. And I look at porn. Don't get me wrong. I mean I see some naked ladies. She's still the sexiest woman I've ever known, ever seen. Give truth, and in giving you get more, and you embrace more. And that's what I hope. And and as it progresses i will follow up with it on the show because part of me is a uh, a huge part of me is a parent and i want to help other parents a huge part of me is all about relationships and i want to help other relationships so i will follow up with now my daughter is 11 12 13 whenever it really really clicks and that change happens as she is more giving truth than she is lying i'll say hey this is how i got there right now this is where i am so that's my thoughts on giving truth as i said at the beginning of the show The truth is I need you. I need you as part of the show. I need to know that I'm affecting you. Nolan being in here chatting with me is great. I know Angie comes in from time to time. Uh, These people are also close to me in my circle. It helps to know that strangers are getting it. It helps to know that people I'm not that close to are getting it. So the support page, 
It has all my contact information. Rockgodapodcasting.com forward slash support. You can share the show. You can share the links. You can email me questions. You can hit the speak pipe. All that stuff to be a part to to say, hey, I want to know what you have to say about this. Help help me with this. Or or what do you think about that? Or blah, blah. Ask me about the sex show, man. I'm ready to give the sex talk. <laughs> you can contact me, of course, on all the social media. Facebook.com forward slash rock out of podcasting. Twitter's at rock out of pod. Emails R-G-O-P at charlesmcfall.com. That's how you can help, number one. Number two is you can support me with a one-time donation through PayPal. That's right there on the support page. You can go and be a patron and pledge your support. That's like giving to a church. I'm not a church. You get zero tax benefits out of this, but it's value for value. If you're getting something out of this and you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you love what I have to say, if you just want to help me get bigger, better, better, more, Go pledge your support at patreon.com forward slash rock out of podcasting. The link is right there on the support page. iTunes ratings. I've, I've always been the podcaster that kind of ignored iTunes. But the fact of the matter is the truth that I am finally going to receive is it does help get the word out. I will be truthful with you. I want millions of people to listen to what I'm saying. I believe I have something to change the world. I believe I have something to change you. And if I can change you and I can help you grow and see something different. And in turn, you're helping me grow and see something different. We can absolutely change the world. What, what Nolan said about the masses only want to be led. Who do you think truly can lead them? The people who embrace truth. The people who can see the world not as we perceive it, but as it is and as it can be. The truth flows. Those of us who are here with the truth, we will lead this world. We will change this world. If you want to help me do that, patreon.com forward slash rock out of podcasting. And then iTunes reviews and subscribing to the show, sharing it. All that stuff helps out. So thank you very much. Now, just to reiterate, this show, the video is live. If you're hearing this on the podcast, you can go to YouTube.com. I believe it's forward slash Charles McFall. Uh, you can go to YouTube.com, search Charles McFall, pop right up. Search Rock Guy Podcasting, search Filthy Casual. Because I've got a lot of different things on my channel. And this, this video that goes along with it, you can see it. Now we're about to do extra video for the Patreons or patrons. And I'm going to tell the story. Uh, crap, I should have written it down. I had a story I was going to tell. Oh, the bobblehead story. Why I wanted a bobblehead. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Seriously. I know I asked for support. I know I asked you to do some things. But I want to be clear. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part. Just by listening to this, you are a part of my journey. And that means a lot to me. So very much. Thank you. Okay, podcasters and YouTubers, my name is Mike Woodard, otherwise known as producer slash audio engineer for the rock god of podcasting. Look, you know you're producing amazing content, but is your audio game as tight as it needs to be? If you need to level up the overall sound of your show, I'm your guy. If you need a kick-ass intro for your show, I'm your guy. If you hate the sound of your own voice and just need someone to handle your voiceover narration, I'm your guy. Need music beds? Need sound effects? Just go to mikeatthemike.com. Check out my demos and take a look at my rates. You can sound better than you do, and I can help. Mikeatthemike.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.